and jeans your mane. Where was I? Oh yeah, the, the jeans. I had an hour to kill, so I was just floating. And the weather was fine. I mean, it wasn't raining, so it was easy to be outside for me. In terms of comfort, I mean. I was still having difficulty breathing. I was on Oxford Street, feeling frumpy because all the girls in Manx looked like models, but anyway, I was counting my breaths and holding them in, feeling dizzy, straightening myself out, and as my gaze skimmed the floor on its way to looking up, there they were. A pair of jeans. The most nondescript pair of jeans. Almost the platonic form of jeans. That exact mid-blue standard cut. Like the emoji. Apple, not Android. Except they were small. Really small. Not accidentally the wrong wash small, but intentionally small. What the fuck? What the fuck is that about? I hate to say this, but it's what happened. I laughed. Help me forget about my breathing pattern for a moment. Just that reflex of a snort kind of laugh. Not flattering because it's too instinctual, too immediate to second guess. Because come on, there's something funny about the image of a little girl shrugging at her mum with her mum screaming, but how can you lose your jeans? They were on you. That her mum probably didn't notice until it was too late. Or maybe it was some miniature performance artist. I've yet to see a performance artist who stays in their kecks for longer than five minutes. I mean, yeah, part of a performance and all, but it's not shocking anymore, the naked body. Which is a good thing. I'm just not sure I should yawn when some guy has his knackers out. Artistically, I mean. Personally, that is definitely a theme. But seriously, that was what I thought. After laughing and thinking of how ridiculous the kid losing its trousers would be, I thought, well, that's art. Isn't it? Has to be. No other explanation. None that bears thinking about anyway. And I was already blurry around my edges that day, so yeah, I thought about this petite performer who whips their jeans off in public and cartwheels down the whole length of Portland Street. And I fucking missed it. Of course. Typical. Now, you might say that this is me being too hard on myself, but the me and myself aren't really separate entities. It's all in my head. The jeans went from the floor, through the air, into my eyes and into my head. And they're rattling around there now, as I'm talking about it, because I'm talking about it, but I can't stop thinking about it. That pair of jeans is like a piece of grit in my eye, my mind's eye, and my mind is blinking rapidly to get it out, but it won't budge. I always end up talking bollocks. Who knows if these jeans belong to a man or a woman? That's the magic of denim for me. It's not gendered inherently. Nothing is, but it's nice to have a reminder that's plastered all over us, all over the world. This tough, blue, enduring fabric that makes me think of cowboys and greasers and the flared, ripped tie-dye jeans I had as a kid and felt so fucking hip. Throughout history, this long tapestry of humanity, adults, teenagers, kids, rebels, farmers, punks, suburban moms, socialites, builders, and it's these jeans. They're right there in front of me. Except they weren't. They were left in the street. I'd abandoned them. It took me another four minutes or so to turn around to go back for them. Look, I know I'd been left there. I mean, they'd been left there, but I... This is where it sounds silly, but you've listened to me so far, so you might as well keep on. Sunken cost fallacy be damned. I fell in love with them. With this pair of small, slightly muddy jeans. 
I'd fallen in love. Ridiculous, yes, but real. I had to walk against the tide of pedestrian traffic and I felt myself getting taller and bigger, expanding, taking up so much space on the narrow, busy pavement, my heart fucking pounding and my breathing turned into panting. <laughs> Pant pantsing, you know? Like, I, I mean, yeah, I was really going for it and one of my headphones fell out. Can't remember what I was even listening to. All I could hear was my heart and my lungs and my saliva swishing around my teeth like a cove, like the whole sea was thrashing in my head and seagulls were craw, craw behind my eyes and sand on my tongue like some creature of the deep lapping against the roof of the cove with my mouth and they weren't there. The jeans, they were gone. For a second I wondered if they hadn't been there at all, like I'd imagined them or hallucinated or just misplaced a memory for a present thing. Like when my pal had to take my jeans off for me because I was too catastrophically drunk to do it myself and maybe my pal had thrown them across my room and they'd landed here. Through time and space to right here and now and maybe back again into the past, into my shame. But I knew. I knew someone else had taken them. The same way when you see a train pulling from the station and you just know it's yours. The full truth runs through you like shit, like ice, unbearably hot and cold and toxic and untouchable all at once. You turn in that moment into a poop slushy. You know, I knew. Who took them? Who took my jeans? I mean, th the jeans. I saw them, they recognised me, I didn't pick them up, and that means someone else took them, and I failed them. Oh god, what if my laughing, what if that startled someone, and then they saw the jeans and fell in love with them? Oh, it's all my fault. Why can't I just keep something to myself? Why do I have to fucking show off? Why can't I just be cool? Chill, chill, chilling. Oh, I've let those jeans down. You alright? Why is it then, when you most need to explain, you're least able to? It took someone else looking at me to realise I was crying, like they lent me their eyes because mine were full of jeans and I couldn't see anything but that empty space where they'd been before. That the jeans weren't on the floor anymore, but that space was full of my complete despair. I slumped to my knees, this poor stranger, or not poor, if you're wandering into someone else's life because you feel like you can fix it, you should check your saviour complex. But this stranger was trying to give me water and they couldn't see the seawater in my mouth, how it was all cresting in my head and out of every hole in my face. They gave up and let me be. No one else stopped. Sometimes I'm so grateful for the complete indifference of the urbanites. Though that's probably why I'm in this mess in the first place. You shed tears, don't you? Like paper or fat, must grow in layers and they get too thick and then you shed them and you're underneath all tender and pale and quivering like a crab. We're still animals after all. Animals that fall in love with inanimate objects. Wrapped in layers of tears so tightly that something so stupid and random is tiny and insignificant enough to get sharp. So sharp that it pierces through every layer. Enough of a hole so that the tears burst through and slough away, 
skin cells and wood shavings and all that rushing water. In Jeans Your Mine, Emily Benita, writer and performer, A.D. Robertson, producer, Mike Atkinson, audio editor, Jay Lawrence, audio FX, Sam Vickers, audio FX and artwork, featuring the piece of music Smiling Down by Rustin Kedworth.